Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM, featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info. Hey, you just got Daryl rolling his solo. Wow. University of Miami, Miami Hurricanes. Man, made me think about Coach Joe Broski. God bless his soul. Coach Joe Broski would be so sad after University of Miami lost. It was like he had the flu or something. I mean, he was just, he'd be just, he looked sick. He looked, looked like he felt sick. It just, uh it was an awful feeling to see him look like that after a loss. Thank God we didn't have many losses while I was at the University of Miami. Because that look on his face was just, that look on his body was awful. And uh, But uh, I felt a little bit of that over the weekend. Uh, University of Miami lost to um, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. 4-17, Pittsburgh. But we've said this on this show many times before, that everybody gets University of Miami's, we get everybody's best. UM, University of Miami Hurricanes will be playing everybody's best. North Carolina, Florida State, Syracuse, everyone, UM will play their best. They, they will get this their opponents very best. And you can't blame their opponents because, hey, this is UM. We invented the word swag, baby. The Hurricanes invented swag. You know, when you look it up, we invented the word swag. So that lets you know that, hey, you you have a reputation. Some of these cats don't even know they have have a reputation. I guess they probably said, damn, why are you playing so hard, man? Hey, but that's just a metaphor, people. That's a joke. Uh, Everybody's going to play their hardest. We hope they're going to play their hardest every game. But I think think it's, it's known that, um, players play their hardest when they're going against teams that that um, have a little boast about them. Um, and, and trust me, the um, the turnover team brings a little more swagger to the Hurricanes, bring a little more boast to the Hurricanes, and uh, and people wanna wanna um, wanna do something about that. And what they want to do is they want to whoop your you know what. That's what they want to do about it. And 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 when we look at uh, the game and. Uh, you know, Dan Levitar, a writer in South Florida, in Miami, he wrote about uh, Malik Rozier um, a week before this game. And he's and in, in, in his column, he said that in his story, he said that um, uh, Miami can't continue to win. Um, basically, this was just of his story. Miami can't continue to win with Malik Rozier playing the way he's playing. Um, and and it did catch up to us, really. You know, um, he has some really good athletes around him. Um, I, I mean, he has some awesome athletes around him. But we can't continue to win if he's going to continue to be have have so many um, 
inaccurate passes. And I, he, he really didn't show a lot of accuracy at all. Um, uh, he was 12 for 31. Those are not good numbers. But I guess what the, the one thing we have to think about is that the, 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 the mispasses that he had. And I mean, he had a lot of passes that were really badly thrown passes. And um, it was just no reason for, I, I don't, well, we might as well have given the, given the running back the ball and told him to throw the pass because these passes were just wildly inaccurate. And I maybe, and maybe he is dealing with some injuries. And this time of year, after 10 wins, Everybody's dealing with something. Believe that. But um, quarterbacks are different. We expect more from them. You know, and I can say that because I played with some great quarterbacks. Bernie Kosar uh, should have won the Heisman Trophy. Doug Flutie stole it from it on a game just like that, almost uh, a day after uh, Thanksgiving game. Um, I played with um, Vinny Testaverde, a Heisman Trophy winner, and, and Jim Kelly, um, Hall of Famer. So, you know, I, you, you just expect so much from these University of Miami quarterbacks. And we've had some great ones come through there. Uh, Steve Walsh. As a matter of fact, Steve Walsh was one of my teammates. Uh, and our current, quarter, our current coach, uh, Mark Rick, was a quarterback at University of Miami while I was there. But I guess what I'm saying is that we expect a lot from quarterback at University of Miami and Malik Rozier. Did not live up to it in that big game, and uh, he missed some wide open receivers that I really think he could have had a he could have um, he could have clearly clearly made receptions with, and um, the loss of uh, Christopher Herndon, uh, our tight end, had three receptions for forty one yards, and we lost him in the second half. But you know he's out for the season, from what I understand, with a leg injury. Um, that's going to really, really hurt us. And, I, and this will give um, a Michael Irvin Jr. a chance to step up and um, see what his game is, is really all about because, hey, he, he's getting ready to get it. You know, he's going. I'm sure he's the um, next tight end up, um, next tight end in line, um, but you never know. We may just go five wide, you know, because Herndon has actually played uh, – um, uh, a flex position, meaning he's not on the line of scrimmage. He's away from the line of scrimmage. So I, I can easily see um, us going with uh, another wide receiver because um, he does have quite a few to choose from. You know, Barrios had four receptions for 61 yards, but he missed Barrios on a couple of occasions too. And I'm talking about Malik Rozier. Um, um Richardson had three receptions, and he missed Richardson on a few receptions as well. Uh, and one clearly was a touchdown. So I just think that um, our quarterback is going to really have to step up. You know, he's going to have to step up. Uh, however, we um, we did see who um, who's clearly. Um, the number um, number two quarterback, and that's Evan Sharif's Sharif's and or Shrivers. I think that I think that's how he pronounces his name, Evan Shrivers. Well, he's clearly the number two. Now that's this year, and maybe that's because we're possibly going to um, 
red shirt, um, Nakasi Perry. I'm not sure. But he did come in the game for a series and clearly did not get it done. Uh, had a sack and didn't look good. Um, and, and I'm sure, I, and I'm not, hey, he didn't look good because he was basically thrown into a game that he had no intentions of being in. You know, I'm sure he had to tighten his shoelaces up before he went in. But Malik Rozier came in the next series and did do better. You know, he completed a couple of passes. I am not. Even, I'm, I don't want to say we went down and scored a touchdown. I'm not. I'm not sure about that. But he did come in and play better. So, hey, we scored 14. Um, they scored 14 points in the second half. We scored seven points in the second half. Um, first half, we they, the score was 10-7, um, and everybody was waiting for um, for the Hurricanes, and I was too, to turn it on. And 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 this is and we have to continue to understand that this is a young team, and I've said it before, I've heard it before that this team is ahead of schedule, and they are a young team. And when you take when you make them do things different, like uh, play on a Friday instead of a Saturday, play at, play on Friday at twelve o'clock, this is not a veteran team. You know, this is not a team that really uh, I don't know maybe didn't understand the the significance of playing on a Friday. And I'm sure the coaches that drilled them about the significance of how big this game was and how big being having an undefeated regular season was. Hey, at the same time, Pitt's coach was drilling them on, this team don't have swag. This team is pretending they have swag. This team ain't the real Miami. This team ain't, this this team doesn't possess Jerome Brown, Cortez Kennedy, or Russell Maryland. This team does not have Bernie Kozar or Vinny Testaverde, Steve Walsh, none of them guys. Hey, and I'm sure that's what he was telling his team. You know, and, and hey, apparently they drank the Kool-Aid because this team came out um, playing at an unbelievable level. I mean, um, they they really played at a high level. And this freshman quarterback, um, um, Kenny Pickett, looked really good against Miami. And, and he didn't he didn't look like a freshman. Eighteen or twenty nine, one hundred and ninety three yards, one touchdown. Um, they ran the ball very well uh, against the Hurricanes. Um, 45 rushes, uh, 50, 152 yards, and it was clearly they made they really wanted to slow the game down as much as they could, and uh, and they did a good job of it too. Um, I, I, I wow, their running game was good, which controlled the clock, and um, and this doesn't take much appears apparently. It appears to me that it doesn't take much to control a clock in college football. And the Miami Hurricanes were just not on the field a lot because we did not move the ball ourselves. 23 rushes, 45 yards. Um, that's that's just that's awful. And um, Malik Rozier was our leading rusher with, with um, 12 rushes for 31 yards. And he had some sacks in there. So... Uh, and 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 Travis Homer didn't look like he was he was at his best. Um, 
you know, maybe he's dealing with some injuries. Uh, it appears, though, it looked like he may have had a little more padding on around the rib section. But uh, he didn't look like he was um, uh, 100%, I'll say that. And and some people will ask, what happened with um with uh, DJ Dallas? You know, three rushes, um, four yards, and no receptions. You know, he's been a big part of our offense, um, and and we really didn't see him. Three rushes, four yards, I I, and 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 I, that's been a, a concern of mine for a minute. You know, who will back up um, Travis Homer besides um, um, besides um, Dallas DJ Dallas? Now, um, Tyron Gray, we seen. I've seen one carry from this young man um, the whole season. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on with um, with Tyron Gray, but. It, 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 you know, I, I don't want to question um, Coach Mark Rick, um, coaching style, but I'm really um, don't see a lot of the, a lot of players that have made some big plays for us this season on the field, and I'm gonna leave that at that. But there's more going on in the world of college football besides the University of Miami. Auburn played Alabama, the number one team. Miami was number two. Number one team, Alabama, lost to Auburn. At Auburn, very tough place to play. Uh, 14-26, Alabama, um, wow. You know, this this was a big, this is a a big game for both of these teams. Um, This puts Alabama now in the top four because they beat, in the top five because they beat Alabama. And now it makes you wonder where will the mighty Alabama fall? Um, because, you know, um, a lot of people were expecting to see Alabama um, be in the, in, the, in the running for the national championships. Now Alabama won't even play for the, for the SEC championship. That game will be um, um, Georgia and Alabama and Auburn. So, when we look at the rankings, we find Clemson at number one. Alabama drops down to number five because of their loss to um, Auburn at Auburn. Oklahoma moves up to number two. Uh, now, this you know this was a game that um, you know a lot of people thought that West Virginia would do a little bit better than they did. Um, the, the big question with, with this game coming into the game, not, not the big question, but the big storyline coming into the Oklahoma-West Virginia game was um, Baker Mayfield made some, um, some rude um, gestures and things at the game before this and was suspended and was not and as stripped of his captainship. Uh, I'm not sure if it was the captainship for the season or the captainship uh, for the um, for the um, for just this game, but um, uh, his the second string quarterback started the game. Actually, um, two plays later, they were in the end zone with when Kyler when Kyler Murphy uh, Kyler Murray 
put them there after two plays. One of them was a very long run. So I think uh, I think this team is going to be in pretty good shape uh, when um, Baker Mayfield leaves because this sophomore really looks like he is going to be an awesome athlete for Oklahoma, and they're not going to skip a beat when um, when Baker Mayfield leaves. However, with this win uh, um, at home against West Virginia, 59-31, to 31, Oklahoma jumps up to the number two spot in the nation. Wisconsin still undefeated, and they're ranked number three. And, you know, and and hey, I'm if I'm Wisconsin, I'm happy. You know, um, they finally getting some recognition. And um, Wisconsin does not. I don't think they play in a um, in a conference championship. So that's something less that they have to worry about. But Auburn is now number four, the number five team. The number five team is Alabama. Alabama is 11 and 1. Georgia is the number six team at 11 and 1. Miami, number seven, 10 and 1. Ohio State, have they have two losses at 10 and 2. And Penn State is number, number nine. With a ten and two record, and the ten, the number ten team is TCU, with a ten and two record. Wow, maybe maybe the nation is going to get what they want. You know, Miami has some work to do. We're going to get a chance to play Clemson this weekend, though, baby. Everybody don't have a chance to go on and and play against the number one team early in the season, prime time conference championship, December second. Wow, this is going to be a big game for the Hurricanes. Uh, Clemson, Clemson is a worthy opponent, but hey, they lost to Syracuse. Miami beat Syracuse. Um, Clemson is—they're beatable. Uh, Miami, we've proven over the weekend that we're beatable. Um, but there's a lot of parity in college football. It's been that way for a while. My um, Alabama has stood out for a long time, but now we see that Alabama is no longer the standout. They're not—they—they they don't stand alone anymore. You know, they almost like Tiger Woods. They breaking up. They breaking down a little bit. You know, injuries has has brought Alabama back to the to the um, to the group. Now it's a group of us. Now it's not just Alabama and the rest of the field. Alabama's back in the field, and Clemson. I don't think they are a, a standout opponent. I just don't see that. I don't see Oklahoma as a standout opponent. Um, so hey, we'll see what's going to happen. We'll see what's going to happen. Hey, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more college football because we're in the heart of college football. We'll talk some NFL. And we'll talk about some of these crazy rumors and stories going on in the world of sports. We'll be back after these messages. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches? 
We'll talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. We'll review and preview the week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Sports. We're talking Western Ambush this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, taking a closer look at all the amazing big game hunting opportunities found in the Western states. Joining us is Jason Matzinger, host of Into High Country, Jill Gepter from Cinch Jeans, Dean Capuano of Swarski Optic Quest, and Freddie Hartice of Hollywood Hunter. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. And we're just talking about college football and ups and downs how the University of Miami has gone through their down. But I really think this is going to be a short-lived down. I think that if we can beat Clemson, the whole world, the whole college top five shakes up again. Um, I think if, 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 if Georgia beats Auburn, I think Alabama's right back in the mix again, again with one loss. Um, but where is Wisconsin with no losses? You know, what what happens uh, to a team like Wisconsin if they have no losses and don't play in a conference championship and Alabama plays in the doesn't play in a conference championship because they don't make it to the conference championship and they have one loss. Where does Wisconsin stay? Uh, I don't know. Oklahoma, uh, they have to play in a conference championship. I'm not sure who Oklahoma plays in a conference championship, but they do play in a conference championship. So um, that's 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 going to be an, an interesting, interesting scenario of how all of this, all of these things um, play out. You know, um, so we we'll see. You know whether whether Miami can do do what they need to do. Whether Clemson takes the ACC championship, whether Georgia or Auburn takes the SEC championship, so who who knows? Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. Um, it'll be it really will be very interesting. And we got Vince on the line. Vince, what's happening? All right, Mister. How you feel? Doing good, man. What's, what's on your mind? I know I know you're a little disappointed, like everybody in South Florida down there, about how the hurricanes performed over the weekend. Yes, but I don't feel bad, though, because Alabama lost. So oh, that make you we, feel better. <laughs> oh, man. We're going to be all the way out of They might well get a second thought. Now we might tighten up them bicycles. <laughs> I never 
mother, Darren, I just was telling her, I said, Mom, you know what? I see every time Universal Minor plays early part of the week, they lose. Uh, early part, real early in the morning, like 12 o'clock day, they lose. And this been for the past time years. If you think about it, if you look at their schedule, you see it, they lose every time. But if they catch you in that earth bone down there at night, out that that uh, Joe Robert Stadium at night, and it's on a Saturday, we got the hay. So, here we come. So, what you saying? This 8 o'clock game on Saturday. It's prime time. Here we come. It's prime time. This is second to the last game coming on TV. You know, and we were just talking. I was just trying to I was trying to think of all the conference championships. And the, um, mm-hmm. the AAC, Atlantic, Atlantic um, Conference, this, this is uh, Memphis plays um, uh, UCF. And yeah. UCF is ranked number 15. Memphis is ranked number 20. Um, the U- Conference USA, um, North Texas plays FAU. Another Florida representative. There are two Florida representatives in the conference championships right here. And uh, both of those teams yep. have a chance to take that. Uh, the MAC championship is Akron against Toledo. And the Big 12 is going to be Oklahoma against TCU. Now, TCU could knock off Oklahoma. You know, Oklahoma uh, is ranked number two right now. Uh, TCU could, could knock them off. That, that's, a, that's a big game. And the SEC Championship, Southeastern and, and, Conference. And you know another thing I want to admit something to you? What's that? that? You notice all the talent from Orlando, Florida, all the way to Miami Dade. We got the some of the best football programs in college history they ever acknowledged that they ain't acknowledged yet. And and, and, uh, and they got well good coaches now. All yeah, we do have very good coaches here now too. You know, and, FAU, they, they, they have Lane Kiffin over there. He, and, he's doing a good job, man. And, I mean, they, and I don't think I'll... You know, you South Florida boys used to leave to go to Tallahassee and go to Florida State or go to Gainesville, go to go to uh, University of Florida. And, you know, we, then we lose a couple on the Nick Saban all the time, our best talent from St. Thomas. But as of today, I think uh, history-wise, I think Florida is right. UM is right on the map. And it's going to be hard for the mother school to get the talent that from Booker T. Washington and St. Thomas High School and Myron Northwest and Carrollton, from Strenahan to Lauderdale to Dillard. We produce players and athletes, which if you think about it, all them schools I just named produce a lot of great players like um, Antonio Brown and them. I'm out of Miami, you know, you name when they we we one of one of them schools will produce some bad talent, good talent. I I, I agree with you, Vince. We got a chance to get get some of them guys because we back on the mountain, especially that we go in and do what we got to do to Clemson. Because I think Miami better than Clemson. On paper, Clemson got a lot of got 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 the right team to beat them. But a Miami player, they potential like they've been playing all season, like they play you know today, ain't no one can beat them. And I promise you that. And uh, 
When we sitting at the window in Wisconsin, uh, uh, Auburn, we were ready because we coming. I feel you, bitch. This year, not next year. We need it this year. That's the only way we gonna get our respect back. We got to get it this year. So uh, I think we deserve it. They proven themselves, and I think we gonna be all right this week coming. I, I feel so you, bitch. I, I really do. I um, and you know when you were talking about the talent not leaving the state of Florida, and and you and just say Florida State and the University of Florida, Florida Gators are having a down season this year, and and you know it's not going to be long before the Gators are going to be back. You know, um, they just hired a new coach, um, so uh, South Carolina's coach. So it's just it's just a matter of time before the Gators get their program back on track. Um, and, and and Florida State and, and Jimbo Fisher, we all know he, he doesn't keep a, t- a team down long at all. Not at all. So they just not going to give Randy Shannon a chance to recover and redeem himself, huh? Well, no, they hired um, Dan Mullen. The University of Florida hired Dan Mullen. He was there when the University of, when the, when the Florida Gators won two national championships with uh, when Tim Tebow was on the team. And so, uh, you know, he, he didn't do a bad job at, at South Carolina, but he didn't do a great job at, 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 at South Carolina when you when you look at this guy. So it's, it's he he still got some um he still got some some work to do, and, and I don't think I don't think the Gators are going to be real pleased with him either. To be honest with you, he coach at South Carolina now. Yeah, he's the head coach at South Carolina now. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, Dan Mullen is a head coach at South Carolina right now, and and he he yeah, will be. Who? My brother's son, Chris. He plays for South Carolina. He he played cornerback number three. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that, but he he's he, uh, well. I'm I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, Dan Cut. Man, I'm making a big mistake here. Um, Dan Mullins is Mississippi State's head coach. Oh that's, yeah, that's he, what I'm head coach at Mississippi State. Is, yeah, and Mississippi that, that's State. where he. And um, he was with the Florida Gators from 2005 to 2008, and before that, he was with Urban Meyer um, at Utah the quarterback coach from 2003 to 2004. And before that, he was with Urban Meyer at Bowling Green, 2001-2002. So, you know, he, he, he's followed Urban Meyer a lot. And, uh, and, and, and his overall record as a head coach is 69-46. and 46. And that's why he was uh, at um, at. Uh, Mississippi State from 2009 to 2017. So his record is not, you know, it's 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 okay, but it's it's not, you know, it's nothing like Larry Coker's record. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> no, and and Larry Coker got fired from the University of Miami. So I just I'm just saying I'm not so sure if the Gators are going to be really thrilled with um. With with their with their head coach, yeah. 
I, I just don't think you know. And, and and the Gators have very, very, very high expectations every year. It doesn't matter who's the coach. You know, they their expectations are are, are grand. Uh, they expect they expect Steve Spurrier to walk in the door. They expect Urban Meyer to walk in the door. And uh, and Dan Mullins is gonna have kind of and Dan Mullins is gonna have it kind of hard, man, because recruiting is getting very difficult in the state of Florida. When you have UCF, Florida ranked in the top twenty-five. You got South Florida ranked up there in the top twenty-five at one point in the season. You got you got Florida State still building their program, and and they were in the national championship game not too long ago. You got Miami, who's red hot right now. I mean, they 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 firecracker hot. Right now, and they all the all the recruits on defense want to come down there and get that turnover chain. They see how many players they playing on offense, on defense and on offense. So kids want to come down there and play at Miami right now. So it's gonna be hard for Dan Mullen to come in here right away, and 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 change this program around. And, and if you come in there yeah. trying to be a bully and talk about what you can't do and this and that, he's probably going to lose a lot of those guys and they're going to transfer and that's not going to be a good scene either. Yep. Yep. So he got his work cut out for him, man. Yep. Coach yeah. Dan Mullen from Mississippi before State you, University. Before you hang up with me, I want you to give a shout out to all the Hurricane fans in the town all the Illuminati fans that show up to the gate for a day support so we can go in and take this thing over with Clemson and have our business for the rest of the year. Hey, Vince, I think that would got to happen. You just did it, brother. We appreciate you. Don't be a stranger. We're here every Monday night on the Sports Info UM show. I'll be here. I don't know if you'll be here, but I'll be here every Monday night. I'll holler at you, Vince. Hold it down in Fort, love Fort Lickadale. Excuse me, I mean Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Hold it down for me, Vince. Take care, my okay. brother. Take care. Okay, Peace. Buddy. It's always good talking to Vince. And, uh, and Dan Mullins, he's, he's right. You know, um, South Florida has changed their program around. They have a lot of athletes that are staying in the state of Florida. And this is really making it difficult for some of these other teams like that used to come in here and just take a whole lot of players. Um, West Virginia is one. Um, Cincinnati is another one. Yeah, Cincinnati's program has gone down. I'm, I'm going to tell you probably one of the reasons is because Central Florida, South Florida, FAU, Come on, man. Uh, FIU. You got Butch Davis at FIU. Um, you got Lane Kiffin at FAU. And, and you got Frost at Central Florida and people trying to get him to leave there. But kids are going to still want to go there because they know that they have to get someone important to fill Frost's job. They, and, and Central Florida knows. You know, Central Florida, that's Orlando. And, and this team is right is in Orlando. Um, their stadium is in Orlando. And they, they run that, and they have an on-campus stadium, a beautiful stadium. I don't know if I like going there, but it's a beautiful stadium. But um, they know that they have to make a big-time hire. That's why they went out and got Scott Frost, and he came to, came here. Um, they will go out and get someone big. They'll they'll continue to build this program. It won't surprise, and, and, and I say they'll 
go out and get someone big, and I'm talking about talking about uh, Central Florida, because they are going to lose Scott Frost. Uh, I think he's going to be, become the Nebraska head coach. Nebraska, Nebraska fired their coach, and um, Scott Frost was a quarterback at Nebraska. He played in the NFL. Uh, he was an assistant coach for Nebraska for a while. So um, it's, it's only natural that um, he would go there, and I'm sure they're going to probably double his pay um, from what uh, Central Florida is paying him. So it's only, it's only fair that we would think that uh, Scott Frost is going to be leaving that program. However, um, Charlie Strong won't be going to the University of Florida. We can, we can mark that off right now. And while we're on the subject of, of college coaches, uh, Chip Kelly, um, which, who is not a good person for college football at all, I just he's, he's not, um, he got kicked out of college football. And I, when he got kicked out of college football uh, four years ago, I said then that he was only going to go and hide out in the NFL for a while. Uh, he stayed in the NFL a little bit longer than I thought he was, would. But um, now Chip Kelly is a new UCLA coach. And I just think that UCLA hired the name Chip Kelly um, more than anything, and I don't think Chip Kelly is a is a he's he's just not a good person for college football. And he agrees to a five year, twenty three million dollar contract. And this is the same guy that got kicked out of college football um, because of his indiscretions at um, at at uh, at Oregon. And he went to the NFL, stayed there for a while, and and now he now he's back in college football. Are we this desperate, or or is college football this desperate for guys, or or is it just he had to? Or they just had to have a name, and and I and I'm, I'm a fan of of Chip Kelly's um um offense. I I really am. I mean, I I think he's I think he's he's offensive wizard. I, I really do, but I think he's one of those guys that will um, will look the other way in, in 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 some situations. I don't think he's I don't think he is nearly as bad as some of these other guys that have come through, like Baylor's coach. But I just you know I I just saw um, the NCAA take a stand on Chip, Chip Kelly, and, and and now we're looking at him back in college football again, and he's been out of college football. Since 2012, 2013, 2013, 14, and 15, he's with the Philadelphia Eagles. 2016, he was with the um, San Francisco 49ers. And just one, no, he did skip 2017. He got fired from San Francisco after one season. You know, he just couldn't handle it. I don't think he was a good NFL coach at all. Uh, but now, after one year of absence in 2017, he's taking this job here. And I think he was banned from college football for four years. So he could have came back in 2017, um, but now um, he's he's back. So uh, good luck, Chip. And I'm uh, good luck. I just uh, I'm 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 hoping um, I hope I hope he does well. 
I, I hope UCLA does well. Uh, you know, UCLA is a historic program in, co- in college football, and they've had some downtime. They've had some bad coaches. Uh, I don't think their last coach um, uh, was, a, was a good hire, and, but we'll see him again somewhere, somewhere. Um, his name um, passes me right now. Uh, oh, man. Um, Jim Moore's son. So anyway, he'll he'll be back in college football soon, too. Hey, guys, we're going to take another quick commercial break. And when we get back, I'll have UCLA's former coach's name. And we'll talk a little bit about the NFL. And we got Roland Villa calling, giving us a, um, a NASCAR update real soon. We haven't talked about NASCAR, and there's a whole lot of stuff going on in NASCAR, a lot of stuff. We'll be back after these messages. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to the Sports Info UM show. You know, um, Jim Moore is a UCLA's fire coach. Chip Kelly will be taking his place. Um, Jim Moore in 2012, after his first season there, his record was 9-5. and five. Uh, They went to the Holiday Bowl and lost. In 2013, his record was 13. In 2013, his record was 10-3. and three. They went to the Sun Bowl and won. In 2014, 10-3. Went to the Alamo Bowl and won. Now, this is when we start to find out when coaches are really what they are. Because now we have his players coming in. It's not the guys that were there. After his third year, 
around that fourth year, we start to see what's really going on. In 2015, his record was 8-5. and five. They went to the Foster Farm Bowl and lost. In 2016, their record was four and eight. This year, their record is five and six. Hey, now we start to see after 2013, the guys that he recruited, after 2015, well, his, his recruits started to come around 2015, 16, 17. And that's when we see his record go. It goes down, down, down. The first three years, nine and five, ten and three, ten and three. After that, the fourth year, eight and five. Fifth year, four and eight. Sixth year, five and six. You don't keep your job when you when you when you're not building the program. You know he he built he built the program on the prior players, but the players and you can almost bet that Chip Kelly is not going to have. A um a solid team when he gets there. This is going to be a difficult program for Chip Kelly, and I say that because it, I by just now this is my gut feeling, and I'm just my gut. He didn't, and and don't get me wrong, um, Jim Moore to me is not a very good coach. I don't think he um. I don't think he was ever a very good coach. I think he's when he when he got the NFL job, it was because of his dad. I think when he got the college job at UCLA, it was definitely because of his dad. So I don't I don't think he was a um, a, a good candidate for that job. I think Chip Kelly is a good candidate. Now the thing is with Chip is is he willing to stay there long enough? You know he hey Chip is one of those guys he love him and leave him. Yeah, I don't. I don't see. I don't. He and he'll be going to the highest bidder. So I don't know if Chip Kelly's gonna hang around. But what bigger bidder is there in UCLA? You know, you in California, baby. You in Los Angeles, California. You know, it don't get no bigger than Los Angeles, California. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, cats and dogs, we got Roland Via on the show tonight, and he's gonna give us an update on NASCAR. Yeah, I know we haven't had an update on NASCAR in a while, but um, Roland, man, what's going on with NASCAR, man? Who's the champion? Who's not the champion? What's happening? We're in the Roland? countdown. You know, we got eighty some days until the Daytona Five Hundred, so oh, everybody's very quickly uh, building new cars and getting ready for Daytona. And it's going to be Daytona without Dale Jr., which is going to be a big difference. Uh, Danica Patrick's last race. She says she's not going to race anymore, so that's that. No, Matt Kenseth. It's all the uh, all the young guns that are that are really out there. Oh, by the way, I have a news bulletin. I just heard uh, the Miami Hurricanes bus has been found on I ninety five, and uh, and the players are aboard. Okay, so I didn't want people to be concerned. You know, the bus got lost when it got to the game the other day, so uh, they finally found the bus. Daryl, you're being awfully quiet. I'm still here, Roland. I'm still here. You know, yeah, you know, you know I, I, we really like you coming on the show. We really do. And and Roland, Roland, we got two Toyotas at the top this year. Come on, yeah. man. And, and 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 I'm I'm still pushing for Honda to get in the NASCAR. We got two Toyotas well, at the top. 
in the off-season, you're probably going to notice uh, an extensive amount of testing with the Chevrolets, okay? Uh, rule packages can be tweaked. They can be modified to where uh, people will gain their advantages to and fro. And, uh, you know, Ford has been through it with the Penske team there. Keselowski and Logano running so well, along with the number 21 car for Blaney. And uh, Chevy's in the past have been that way. You know, all this new racing that's going on, what they call the, the, uh, the, the chase and what they call the segments and everything else, well, those are designed around Jimmy Johnson will never get number eight. <laughs> I really feel like they're Jimmy Johnson rules. I mean, he ruled the roost there for so many years. Yeah. Uh, fans got kind of bored with it. And here's a guy that has a superior race for superior team, but why doesn't he ignite the fans at all? What is it about Jimmy Johnson that people can't grab onto? You have the less successful Dale Earnhardt, and because of his legacy and his lineage, he had such success. Uh, and now Chase Elliott seems to be an heir apparent. I mean, how many second places can you have before you win? I look for that number 24 car next year to really rule the roost. And you're going to find out that William Byron coming in in a number five car is going to be doing a really good job, too. But, uh, hey, unless uh, – oh, and there's one thing I found out, too. Now, the older drivers that are in NASCAR, uh, generally, you know, when you're out there racing and it's for hours at a time and you drink a lot of liquids, well, you have to use Depends. But these young kids that are out there racing, you know, your, your Christopher Bells and your William Byrons and your Justin Allgaiers and Daniel Henrik, those guys racing, guess what? They don't have to use the pens. Wow. Because they're already wearing diapers. <laughs> ah, you're great, though. You're great, Roland. Man, I know where uh, I Hey, hey Ron, let me ask a question before we get before we continue this. Before we uh, book you on Saturday Night Live or something. Yeah, really. Hey, yeah. hey Roland. Hey, what's up with uh, with um with Jeffrey Earnhardt? Is he going to be the heir apparent to the Earnhardt family? Is he going to step up? And, uh, and, and are we going to see all that money that was thrown into Dale Earnhardt and his Chevrolet? Are we going to see that kind of money? thrown into Jeffrey Earnhardt or is he going to just be um uh, be like a like a um like uh, like Richard Petty's son Kyle Petty just just you know hang out back in the back yeah I think you hit it on the head he is uh you know a relative of the famous name um but it has to take a specific driving style to happen he's running in an underfunded car the number 33 car I forget the name of the team now but, uh, you know, you've you got to get a good ride to, to get in there. The only thing that can be said is, as he skipped through the uh, Xfinity series and through the truck series, so he's been running on the same tracks with the same drivers that are running. And, uh, you know, again, he and Danica Patrick, you know, have been finishing around each other. And uh, so there's going to have to be uh, something significant happen for Jeffrey to move forward. He's he's a relative, but uh, he's only relative in the fact that the car's got a steering wheel and four tires right now. Who knows? All right, so Something he's just happen. So, so he'll probably be sort of like Kyle, you know, Kyle Petty. Just yeah, that that's a good way. That that that's a very good explanation to uh, yeah. to equate him to that. 
But there's other young drivers, uh, Ryan Blaney, and and uh, there's another Ryan Truex, and other drivers like that that are relative, uh, are relatives, and they're doing very, very well. Hey, how would you like to be Martin Truex Jr.? I mean, what a fabulous season he put together! It was he was the heir apparent. But then again, how would you like to be Kyle Busch? You're falling behind a car that's one second away, two car lengths. You race thousands of laps all year long, one race, been up front, and you're up front in that race, and you've got to follow the other car. He, after the race, he, he was not a very good interview. Well, actually, if you like entertainment, he was a good interview. But uh, how close and no cigar. You know, he could probably... Because of the way he did that, he probably could be a backup quarterback for the Miami Hurricanes. <laughs> oh, Roland, you're killing me. Now, Roland, I guess this this is my question for you. You know, a, a lot of people were watching the race or watching intermittents of the race, and, and we're watching this and we're saying... What's really going on here? You know, is, is is he winning or he's not winning? Who's winning? And and then we're saying at the end, did he did he have to win to win? I, I'm uh, and, and I'm asking you, Roland. Do you do you like this format, or is there something we got to be able to do to make it where everybody's important in the last race of the race? I don't know. I just don't get it. I, I'm not sure they've been tweaking this and trying to work with it. You know, the, the newer part of the family, Brian France and Lisa France, are doing their level best to try to make it as exciting as possible. But the bottom line is, when you look at these races, there's not as many butts in the seats. And that's what it takes to really be successful. Someday, they're going to figure out that if you had lower ticket prices and maybe a beer wasn't twelve ninety five. Uh, they could sell more, have more, be more, do more. I don't know. I think that uh, it'll, it, it's going to take a little bit of a shake-up to figure out what it is. And if they're going to use TV as the main way to view NASCAR, I feel that those, uh, those advertising uh, rewards ought to go up for, for uh, the drivers and for whoever else that's involved in it. You know there was only 39 racers at Homestead. I mean, I would have found a car. I would have gone down to New Smyrna and borrowed a car, you know, to go there just to race, you know, for the 40th place. I can't understand that because just to start one of those races, I think you make $250,000 just to start. If you take the green flag, you make money. And I don't understand why there was nobody there that, you know, was uh, riding park, which a lot of the racers did all during the year. Yeah, we saw a lot of that. It's going to be exciting, though. I'm not, know, by the way, your question was, do I like the segment racing? Uh, I'm, I'm neutral on it. Sometimes it helps a lot. The other times, I think it almost gets in the way. Of course, Truex, from all of his extra points, used it to his advantage, winning so many stages. And that's what it is, stage racing, that segment. And yeah. he did really well with it this year, so we'll find out. I'm going to give it another year, but uh, All right. you know it's a wait and see thing. Well, um, I'm I'm going to give it another year too, uh, Roland. You know, I'm going to give it another year. So, um, Listen, uh, hey, by the way, I want I want to talk football just just for a minute because now you got to make it over. quick. Go ahead. 
it's going to be real quick. I, you know, these one-loss teams, the Miamis, the Alabamas, uh, they're not as out of it as it really looks. Oh, no. But I do have a problem with two unbeaten teams, Wisconsin and University of Central Florida, that's been playing its heart out. I know they're in a conference that's not recognized, but to be only number 11 and not in the top 10 is almost a slap in the face. They already beat Memphis. Memphis only has one loss all year long. If they win that game on Saturday, they need to be in the top 10. No, they're not going to be in the coaches' poll in the top four. But, wow, what a season they have had. You know, kudos go to the Knights. You sound like a homer, um, Roland. And what, what we know, Daytona and Orlando are neighboring cities. And, hey, Roland, thanks again for calling, man. And don't be a stranger. We're talking about football every week, but we like to talk about NASCAR every time you Take call. Take care. Go, go Canes. Go Canes. We like it. We like it, Roland. All right. All right. Thanks a lot. Talk to you and, later. Um, hey, Roland, um, Wisconsin's number three. And they have, they, they're moving on up there. Hey, guys, we got to get out of here. It's been so much fun. And football season is such a big deal this week with all these conference championships coming up. We'll be back next week, and we'll be talking more NFL. We'll be talking more NFL playoffs right around the corner. We'll be talking about the national championship. And by next week, we will know who will be playing in the Final Four for the National Championship. And bowl games will all be all set up, too. Hey, guys, we'll be back next week with more sports information. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.